Skinwalker Ranch, located on lands believed to be cursed by evil spirits, an area of high strangeness that causes harm to some, while others, including extraterrestrials, seem to use it as a portal. Is this location in need of continuing intensive examination? Or might even more be learned in helping the ranch out of its seemingly unnatural state? Consider these things and more on this episode of The Supernatural Explorer. Supernatural Explorers, welcome to episode 21, The Exorcism of Skinwalker Ranch, a paranormal group intention experiment. First off the bat, I'd like to give a big thank you to Dave and Tim from Beyond the Darkness. Without them, I wouldn't have the idea of doing a group intention. I really enjoy your show, guys, and I really appreciate the idea. Thank you. Alright, this episode, we're going to examine skinwalkers in relation to other known phenomena to help us understand them better. We're going to explore the deal with the ranch and the mysterious happenings there. We're going to look at how what happened there more recently lines up with what we know about skinwalkers and other paranormal phenomena. We're going to consider if the ranch is indeed possessed or occupied by unwanted entities and or spirits and what could be done to help. And we're going to conclude with what might be learned from all of this. I got most of the information I'm about to share now from the Legends of America website, so thank you to them for providing foundational information for the show. Let's talk about skinwalkers first. Skinwalkers, in short, are believed to be shamans gone bad. Just looking at that point, Historical examples of this that appear in legend and or fiction will be like those with special powers who have gone over to the dark side. Like King Solomon, perhaps, some Jedi, or the White Wizard from Lord of the Rings. So people who have knowledge and powers that seem supernatural and that can be used for good and healing, but something throws them off their path and they become destructive. Cautionary tales, really. Some learn the error of their ways and change back to the good, and some die bad to the bone. I don't know of any current real-life examples to use for comparison, but as you know from my Sasquatch Saints episode, 
the superpowers attributed to many Sasquatch are the same attributed to saintly yogis. So let's look at the powers attributed to the skinwalkers and see what makes sense from this lens and what might be seen more as too far-fetched even for us supernatural paranormal people. More about skinwalkers? They are shapeshifters that are most often seen in the form of coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, and bears, but can take the shape of any animal. They then wear the skins of the animal they transform into, hence the name skinwalker. So skinwalkers can turn in to possess or disguise themselves as animals. Now, I don't know of any incarnate yogis turning themselves into things, but I have heard of them being able to guide people and animals, which can be thought of as temporarily possessing them. At least I have some point of reference. I can say yogis can control things. So maybe skinwalkers can control things, not far-fetched. I know I gave an example of that from my Sasquatch Saints episode where Yogananda from Autobiography of a Yogi was being taught a lesson from his master to lock the house up more. Yogananda's master directed some wanderer through influence of the mind into the house to steal Yogananda's prized cauliflower to teach Yogananda the lesson. So yogis influencing and controlling people's minds. I could see how skinwalkers might be able to do this with animals. There are tales of Sasquatch that have been seen disappearing into trees. But do they become the tree or they just use it as a doorway? Because if they merged with the tree, then can it be seen that they can merge with animals? Maybe. What's more widely reported, though, is the influence they seem to have on people, which no doubt feels a lot like control. And again, if Sasquatch can temporarily control people, then it stands to reason that skinwalkers can do the same with animals. So I can buy skinwalkers possessing or even disguising in themselves that it's animals, because if you can influence the mind of others, you can make others see you as an animal, thereby taking on the disguise of an animal. But turning into something else altogether is just harder for me to buy because I'm short of parallels for comparison. As I thought about it more, one possibility did come to mind. Saints of the yogic and other paths have been known to bilocate. That is where what is understood as the real, original, physical them is in one place, and a physical copy is materialized in another location that traditionally looks exactly like the original and is indeed occupied in part by the spirit of the original. And those who are using their powers for good would have every reason to appear as the original so people can recognize them, treat them as if everything else is normal, etc. From that example, I can see how skinwalkers don't become animals, but how they could bilocate themselves And their copy appears as an animal instead of as themselves. And would further explain why you can't kill them in this form. Because it's not the original that you're killing. So that can make sense to me. I can buy that. 
the website I referenced said skinwalkers have powers, including reading others' minds, controlling their thoughts and behavior, causing disease and illness, destroying property, and even death. Well, we already went into the mind control aspects, thoughts, behaviors. Now, causing disease and illness, destroying property and death. Because we are mental beings and can be influenced, I could see how that can be used to affect things physically within people and cause disease and death. I remember two related stories from Autobiography of a Yogi. One in which Yogananda had overnight, on separate occasions, one willed a boil to appear on his arm that he had a scar from the rest of his life. And that was just to prove to his sister that he could do it. His arm was formerly healthy. And two, on a separate occasion, he willed himself to go from skinny to robust overnight because that was a more favorable physical state in his culture. So there's the example of a yogi influencing physical things in a real way. And if someone can influence these things, they can influence disease and maybe even death. I can see that. As for the destructive power, I wasn't given examples, so I don't know if I buy that or not. It depends on what they're doing. If they're turning trees upside down with their roots up in the air like Sasquatch, I'm not buying it. There may be witches and shamans gone wrong, but there's still people and limits to their abilities until proven otherwise. Sasquatches are massive creatures. Skinwalkers are still, and I guess unless they turn themselves into elephants or dinosaurs or something like that, I'm just not buying it. I would imagine that the animals they turn into are similar and physical size to what they are. I haven't heard stories about their destructive property, so I'm just not going to buy that one without further information. This website also said that in addition to being able to shapeshift, the skinwalker is also able to control the creatures of the night, such as wolves and owls, and make them do their bedding. Again, mind control thing, not far-fetched from what has been seen and reported from other beings, people. This one, yeah, I just wasn't buying. It says, Some are able to call up the spirits of the dead and reanimate the corpses to attack their enemies. My immediate thought was, Zombies? I'm not even going to entertain this one. It's way too far-fetched. But for those of you who are into zombies and the zombie apocalypse, just know that if a bunch of skinwalkers get together for their annual convention... That group seems the ones most likely to make your dreams a reality. Elsewhere I read that skinwalkers have a distinct smell of stench to them. That reminds me of Sasquatch reports. I also read elsewhere that skinwalkers are immortal and you can only kill them by saying their original name before they turn to the dark side. That one just sounds ridiculous. So what they're saying is if you met a dark Jedi skinwalker, all you have to do is say the magic words, Anakin Skywalker or Ben Solo, and they would die. That just sounds far-fetched, even for fairy tales. And while all our spirits may be eternal, there is no evidence or believable tale I know of for any 
thing being physically immortal. So I'm not buying that one. Alright, now that we have a clear picture of what a skinwalker could reasonably be, let's see if any of that jives with the tales from Skinwalker Ranch. In other words, are the skinwalkers on the ranch or is this just a place of other high strangeness? So let's learn about the ranch first from the Legends of America website. Skinwalker Ranch is a 500-ish acre ranch in northeast Utah, mostly on flatlands with a ridge that runs along the north side. It's located within the Unitah and Ore Reservation, which goes back to the time of President Lincoln. The area covers 4.5 million acres, the reservation that is, and is home to the indigenous people of the Ute tribe. Prior to that, this area was home to the Navajo as well. I learned that at one time, the Ute and Navajo fought together against their common enemies. However, later, the Ute acquired horses from the Spanish, and then they began to abduct the Navajo people and sell them in New Mexico as slaves. That's horrible. And then it seems to become even worse. Later, during the Civil War, some Ute bands joined with Kit Carson in a military campaign against the Navajo. This ended in the Navajo being expelled from their lands and forced to march to a reservation in Fort Sumner, New Mexico. And that's known as the Long Walk of the Navajo. I could see why that would piss off the Navajo, the enslavement and being booted off their lands, and why the Ute believed that the Navajo from that put a curse on the Ute tribe for all of that. And that soon after that, the skinwalkers began to plague the Ute people and this area that the skinwalker ranch is on. Now, the Ute don't believe that the skinwalkers live on the ranch, but rather hide out in a place called Dark Canyon, which is located nearby. Now, there are many strange happenings on the ranch going back decades but I'd like to focus on the more recently reported ones from episode 1 and episode 2 of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch and from around when the previous owner, Robert Bigelow, had a team there investigating the place. So let's get to the stories now. Now, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch on the History Channel, you may want to stop, go watch episode 1 and 2, and then resume, because I'm going to talk about them. I have to. The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, episode one, opens with a dead cow being found and no signs of animal tracks of what killed it. It was seen alive a few hours earlier and they have no explanations. I use my distance skills to ask, what killed the cow? When I asked that, I felt energy in front of me that felt one and a half times the size of me. And if you remember way back to the beginning of my podcast when I did a survey of the area known as Site 7, I identified energy that feels one and a half times the size of me as ET energy. Now let me try and back up in a reasonable fashion why I think energy that's one and a half times the size of me could be thought of as extraterrestrial. If you think about what is reported of extraterrestrials they seem to have abilities that we don't their heads are bigger they talk with telepathy 
They seem to be able to control our minds to a certain degree. And they're generally seen as about the size of us, maybe a little bigger, maybe a little smaller, sometimes the same size. But with their abilities and what they're in command of, you could reasonably see how their energy might feel one and a half times the size of us. Also what I encountered when I asked what killed that cow, the energy felt like it was focused in front of me and it felt serious. Not malicious or off-balance feeling, but almost scientific feeling. And when I come across energy that is one and a half times the size of me, it is often focused in in front of me. That seems to be a common signature pattern. So if that's not extraterrestrial energy, I don't know what else it is. It's just something other than what I traditionally feel when I connect with humans, with people. And this isn't a far stretch considering all the UFO sightings and the believed link between UFO sightings and cattle mutilations and death. So what I felt from a distance isn't a far stretch from what can be believed. Alright, also during episode one of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, you learn that Tom, the ranch superintendent, a former non-believer, is formerly not superstitious at all, After digging on the ranch, which you're not supposed to do, everyone tells everyone not to dig on the ranch, bad things happen when you dig, he gets a bump on his head, on top of his head, and in that area, he suffers separation of the scalp from his head. It's serious, debilitating, and it jacks him up physically, mentally, emotionally. Horrible. You can bet he's never going to dig on the land again, and he's totally against people digging on the land because of what happened to him, understandably. Then in episode two, while the whole team's investigating lights and beams that are in the infrared spectrum and some microwaves, perhaps, Tom is rushed to the hospital because he's experiencing head pain and a bump on the back of his neck that's reminiscent of the bump that he felt on top of his head. In that episode, Tom's touching the back of his neck and he feels weird sensations there and pain. That totally reminded me of the sensations I experienced on the back of my neck. And this is before that episode when I asked to be connected with a skinwalker on the last episode of my podcast. So I had that parallel. So I asked my team to distance connect me with What makes bad things happen when you dig? And this is what I felt. A tremendous amount of energy in my third eye in a focused fashion. Tight. Not flowing. Felt like an intention that is consciously held by a spirit. And the spirit felt about the size of me. And from that, I could buy that this could possibly be a skinwalker. Why? Because my understanding of the third eye is that it is used both for intuition, understanding things, and it's also used for manifesting. So if you wanted to manifest bad things, I could see how that would come from the third eye. And it would come in a focused fashion. And flowing energy to me is healthy energy. The energy was not flowing. It was tight. 
being held in a specific way. So I could buy that what makes bad things happen when you dig can be related to skinwalkers or just malicious spirits. That one I could buy. Now, you learn from watching The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch that the ranch itself has a lot of mysterious, random, and moving electromagnetic and other fields. They had professionals out there know how to read these fields, and they took readings of the entire ranch during episode two. And the ranch was determined, at least on the surface, to be safe. So what else might be going on there that the instruments can't pick up? There were talk of shadow figures seen, voices heard, like, stop what you're doing or leave. And during episode two, they were investigating a hole on the ridge. And while they got some abnormal readings, there was nothing scientific to explain the vertigo, lightheadedness, feelings like you're going to pass out, or a phone battery suddenly going dead. There was nothing to explain that. With special instruments at night, the ridge can be seen glowing. Lights beaming up from or down to the ridge. Outside the visible spectrum. Lower frequency than visible light. So what's up with the ranch in general? I asked to be connected from a distance with the ranch in general to see what I might experience. The very first thing I noticed and it was clear was the sound. When I connect with things that feel to me balanced, peaceful, of a higher vibration, things that make my vision become brighter even though my eyes are closed and I'm in a dark room with a mask on. When I hear sounds related to that state, they're usually on pitch, pretty singular, in harmony. The sound I heard when I asked to be connected to the ranch was not harmonic or singular. It sounded to me like a jazz band that never played together before and they couldn't find the notes or rhythm to complement each other. Like chaos. I then felt energy rushing from behind me in a wide pattern and through me and in front of me in a narrowing fashion. It felt very unnatural. It felt very forced, uncomfortable, and I felt like I was being pushed or guided against my will. And also, strangely, I got no further information and downloads because I usually get information and downloads with all energy encounter. So could some geological anomalies be causing this? Are there beings or equipment located below the surface causing this? I have to say, thinking about it now and looking at it now, the energy coming in a narrowing fashion in front of me, reminds me of the energy that I attribute to ET energy. Narrowing fashion in front of me. And again, not far-fetched to think about with all the UFO sightings and weird lights in the area. Onward, during episode one of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch and the webinar that I watched the other week, that was put on by Strange Brow Radio and the Butterfly Effect Center, they both referenced the story of the giant wolf that walked onto the ranch one day. A wolf whose head was in the chest of a six-foot 
plus guy. Giant wolf. The wolf was friendly. Walked up to the people. It allowed itself to be pet. And then when the men return to work, the wolf attacks the cattle pen and tries to grab a snack. They hit it with a 2x4. They shoot it with bullets of various calibers at close range. And the wolf, with all that, is pretty much unfazed, even by the bullets, but bothered enough that it lets the cow go and decides to leave. It heads towards the ridge where most all the strangeness happens, and then it and its tracks disappear. There are pieces of the wolf that were shot off and are immediately rotting, which is unnatural. This most reminds me of Sasquatch reports and doesn't seem like skinwalkers to me. Skinwalkers are reported to come out at nighttime, not during the day. They're reported to smell. There was no smell mentioned. And there was no fear, evil feelings besides it wanting just to grab some lunch before it left. So I'm not buying that this was a skinwalker. I don't even think it was even alluded to the fact by anyone that it was a skinwalker. And when I asked to be distance connected with the wolf, it felt to me just like a big dog. When I connect with Sasquatch, I get a combo animal human intelligence feel. This just felt like an animal. And I have no doubt that it comes from and disappears into the same place that Sasquatch seems to come from and disappear back into. On the Strange Brow Butterfly Effect special that I watched, the part of the talk that was on Skinwalker Ranch was given by Colonel John B. Alexander. He was on the advisory board for the National Institute for Discovery Science, NIDS, which ran from 95 to 2004 and was founded by Robert Bigelow, who was Skinwalker Ranch's previous owner. Hearing Colonel Alexander talk about paranormal things on the ranch, he mentions playful aspects, fear with nothing there at times, cloaked predator-like movements in treetops, strange impressions and or voices like, we are watching you. He talks about cameras that were facing each other. And though the wires on one of the cameras is completely severed like a foot chunk, neither of the cameras catch anything. Now, these all sound to me similar to Sasquatch's experiences and nothing like the MO of what you might expect from a devilish witch skinwalker. Except one thing resonated a little. And for those of you watching on YouTube, warning, this picture's a little graphic. I'll put it up for about 30 seconds tops, so if you don't like gross things, you may want to just shield your eyes for 30 seconds. Colonel Alexander shows the picture of a mutilated calf. To me, it looked like it was 80% eaten, not mutilated. It looked like it was neatly eaten. But this cow, within 45 minutes in broad daylight, went from being a live calf to the state it was found in with not much blood at all considering what seems to have happened to it. And they have no explanation as to how this could have happened. So I asked to be distance connected with what is responsible for mutilating and or eating that calf. 
And this one was the most surprising to me out of everything. Because it felt like the energy structure of a person. Just a regular person. Now, if that is true, and it did happen in broad daylight, it makes me wonder with what remote instruments or technology did they do this, and why would such an experiment be performed? I'll leave that one up to you all to ponder. I'll say I don't think it was done by people sneaking around cults or otherwise. I think it was done by science, technology. Why? You can fill in the blanks yourself on that one. All right. So we looked at skinwalkers. We looked at the ranch. We looked at some of the happenings. Where are we at? Well, besides what's openly discussed, who knows what Bigelow and his team learned while he owned the ranch because that's all classified. We do know that their primary focus was examination. And it seems the primary focus of the new crew is examination. And I can certainly understand everyone's curiosity. But I want to pose to you What if we consider taking a different perspective on the whole thing? If you came across a person that was suffering some sort of trauma, barring any imminent danger to yourself, I imagine the inclination of most of us would be to try and help if possible. If you came across an animal, same thing. If you came across something formally unknown to you, It definitely might cause you to pause and assess more than something that is known to you. But after doing so, if you felt like something was suffering in some way, imagine most people would try and help. I think that's our nature. And if in any of those situations, someone was to examine and try and learn from the situation without trying to help, you would look at them and think, why aren't you helping? Why are you just examining? Why aren't you trying to help? Now, I totally understand that Skinwalker Ranch and the happenings there are a lot for many of us to try and wrap our minds around. But if you look at it in terms of something suffering, some sort of trauma, an impossible need of help, then the question becomes, how can we help? There is at least some evidence that allows us to consider the idea that misguided spirits like skinwalkers and other beings like extraterrestrials might be negatively impacting the area. Those who have experience dealing with negative attachments and unwanted extraterrestrial visits, some can agree on the power of our higher will that some call faith or prayer and its ability to protect us and rid us of unwanted attachments and visits. I've heard stories of people being visited by ETs and using the power of prayer to repel them. And myself and others have first-hand experience dealing with unwanted attachments of a spiritual nature using higher balanced vibrations that some might refer to as divine. I bring that up because... Currently, when people think of Skinwalker Ranch, it's either with fear, disbelief, or disinterest, or something else which isn't helpful when it comes to 
asserting our higher will to help the problem. Now, I fully plan to do what is within my ability to try and help the problem. If you are hearing this and would like to participate in an experiment, kindly devote some of your time, even right now, asserting your will, your wish, that at all levels, seen and unseen, known and unknown, Skinwalker Ranch, its surrounding area, and all those who visit and live there experience peace, love, and bliss, and be free of any spirits, beings, or others that intend, or in actuality, cause harm. And you can do that in the name of whatever higher will or higher intelligence that resonates with you most. And whenever you hear about or think about Skinwalker Ranch, just throw that wish out there again. Throw your will out there again. Send it love, light, healing. If this does indeed work, we can then revisit all the lessons learned from this experiment. If it doesn't, I have one more idea, but no harm, no foul. At least we're all part of trying to do something good, something different. Because whatever is being done thus far doesn't seem to be changing anything and not too much additional information seems to have been learned from where I sit. Furthermore, I sincerely hope this idea makes its way to the new owner, Brandon Fugel, because he comes from a faith-filled upbringing and knows all things like this are possible. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you and your family and friends are staying healthy and otherwise doing well. Thank you to all who are doing their part by just staying home and keeping social distance until we get through this together. Till next time, everyone. Peace.